It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Good morning, guys. Nice what's happening? Morning. Yeah, what's up, Key? What's happening, man? What's going on? Well, you, 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 give, you shaved? You didn't shave? What's <laughs> no, this? I don't shave. Shave? Come on, man. You don't shave? What am I going to shave? Your you face. You don't have facial hair? No. Man don't have facial hair ever. <laughs> like your facial hair doesn't grow? Hold Does on, I grow? see you with a mustache. What are you talking yeah, but about? That's like a little fake. That ain't. That's not real. It, it, beards and stuff like y'all. That's. Fa- but you still got to shave up here, then. It's, no, you just take the clippers that, and go boom, boom, zoom, oh, zoom. Okay. That's still yeah. shaving, though. Yeah. So shaving no, it's not shaving. Shaving is the whole. You think it was shaving oh, cream and after shaving? I can't. I can't do that. I, you gotta, <laughs> take it. Go, brew. Give me the bezel, man. I got the bezel. You know what I mean. Right there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I, use a bevel. Razor, razor. I don't know why I said bezel. Jeez. On Fridays, after after the show today, after the TV show today, I'll, I'll shear it down and then shave it like he is saying. The whole thing with the shaving cream, shave it all off so it's smooth. See, I use a straight razor, though, like for the yes. lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, but you got to put all that cream, and I, I don't yep. have to do that. Yep, yeah, got to do it. Shop, I just take man. my edges and go zoom, zoom, and that's it. Yeah, no. go to the so shop. you don't grow when they do hair on your face, shop, like on your cheeks? No, no. Is that why is that a problem, man? That's wild. <laughs> At all? Have My you, big old I, cheeks, man. I have hair everywhere. Have you, you, you never tried to grow your beard in? Try to grow it in. I'd look funny. Like just let my hair, like just yeah. let yeah, let it grow in. I can't. I don't get it. There's nothing here, Jay. Ain't gonna grow. He ain't got it's no follicles for that, man. He ain't got no. no follicles for that. All that is up Baby in here, man. Baseball. We you know? we're What's going on? We use that? this up here, man. That's it. This is where it's growing up in the eyebrows and eyelashes and yeah. stuff, man. You know, the eyebrows and the eyelashes. Yeah, that's just how it is, man. Like that. You a fool. I remember. I mean, I'm just you know, some of us just again facially gifted. I, I remember you looking know? at my grandfather's ears one day, and I was like, "This man has hair growing out of the inside of his ears. What what the hell?" And guess what, guys? You have hair growing out of your ears. I got to actually, what what am I? What kind of an animal am I that I got to get in there with the clippers? It's ridiculous. But you shaved it down, though, lately. Yeah, I shear shear myself like a a sheep, uh, like like for the wool. Summertime, you just nasty. I know, I got to shear my whole body down through this time of year. Summertime, just, what can I do? What can nothing. I? This is the way I am. What can nothing. I do? Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Nothing you can do. Keep the AC at sixty-five. Apparently, oh, in this room. sixty. Try don't 60. ever don't do anything because they can find your DNA through your hair, Max. Yeah, what do you? Big <laughs> deal. Go have at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey speaking of it, somebody's on hold for us, man. Go grab that caller. Tanya in Houston. You're on KJM. Tanya. Hey, good morning, guys. What's up, Tanya? How you doing? Hi, Tanya. Good. How are you? Good. Hey. Um. I just wanted three quick things. Um, Keyshawn, that's the most original celebrity crush I've ever heard. Tamron Hall is beautiful. And she's from Texas, which makes her even better. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Max, your wife must really have you on lockdown if you can't come up with one celebrity crush. <laughs> I did. I already gave one. <laughs> you, um, very defensive, Max. Very, My celebrity very, crush is Max Kellerman, very, very actually, defensive. as it turns out. Max I'm a little Kellerman. bit of a narcissist. Is, yes, yeah. So what about you? And, what about Jay? Uh, How about Jay, Tom? I already said mine. <laughs> Jay did come up with one really quick. 
Um, And lastly, if the Cowboys don't go deep into the playoffs this year, McCarthy's got to go. Facts. Yeah, Yeah. well, I think that's about right. She certainly is saying everything everybody's already thinking, even (laughs) Jerry Jones. Jerry's already thinking, I'm going to get rid of his ass if it doesn't work out Mm -hmm. soon. Yeah. I mean, but it's time, though. It's it's time. What is this going on? His fourth year? He mm-hmm. got rid of the offensive coordinator and Kellen Moore, so it's he time. felt they were scoring hey, too many hey, points, hey, and he he said it. He even Tanya said we're gone. scoring too many uh, points. We got to score fewer points, and so we'll see if he can install that offense that uh, that scores fewer points. Man, Tanya's what, what not here anymore. Her? I really wanted to ask her what what she thought about uh, Pat Costello's celebrity crush, Ryan Reynolds. Mm. It's a great looking individual. Mm. I, I mean, mean, you sent a picture of him to the text chain. Yeah, it looks great. To each his own. Pat looked at me and said, look at his jawline, man. <laughs> great jawline. Great, great facial hair. <clears throat> yeah. to, each, to each his own. That's like if I had a jawline like that, I wouldn't have to be dealing with uh I wouldn't be talking to Larry you Curly guys over here. Much. Ryan Reynolds probably 160 pounds. <laughs> Owns a soccer team now. He was great in Deadpool, though, so, you know. He was great. I mean, yo, he just made a billy. What? I mean, off his, uh, he had some kind of investment that popped off oh, good through him. his soccer team. Good for him. What, what was the key? Was it mobile? I, I'm, I'm thinking it was, so it was something with mobile. Mobile so app so, has something yeah, to do with mobile. Oh, yeah. I did. I read about that. Yeah. yeah. Someone mobile. bought them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, I see you, Pat. I see you going for the, Here, here's for the my bank quest. account. Here, I know we could talk about Ryan Reynolds all day, I suppose. <laughs> you one of those, Pat. I got to watch out for people like you. My mom warned me about people Please like you. Pat, you know, Pat's doing a new note. When you let Pat produce, this is what happens. It's turning into the Ryan Reynolds show and his jawline. But I think we should. We ought to talk about the Sixers. You jealous, Max? A little bit. Ah, he's jealous. Maybe a little bit. Um, I gave James Harden enormous credit for winning two of these games this series. And by the way, for playing outstanding point guard in game five. Does he deserve any of the blame? What's so funny, Jay? Key drinking from water bottles again on a Friday. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Key, better be very careful the way you what drink from that water bottle. You know, bottle you know, Jerry, down. Jerry's got the TV cameras rolling Come on, on you. Man, you didn't learn water. What, I mean, what do you want me to drink from? <laughs> the faucet? Like, come on, man! I'm not in. Yeah, what do you want me to put my? (laughs) No, don't do that. Don't do that on camera, man. I just want you to stay away from water bottles on camera, man. He's doing what he's doing. Do me a favor and grow up, Jay. Key, what he's doing is he's actually basically calling for the TV guys to play. Yeah, he wants to play the clip. We know what he's doing. We know what he's doing. You better leave me alone because I got some stuff on Jay. What did I do? Better leave me alone. The Sixers. The Sixers have got to get. Back going in Game Seven, they've got to get in B going late in the games. But do you Harden's think- got to get back to Harden, and Doc's got a damn coach. Key, so he's key. Harden, Harden won two games by himself, and then contributed greatly in Game Five. Do, do you think he deserves any of the blame for last night's game, where MB didn't touch the ball with four minutes left in the game again? Right, and and Harden's the point guard. I don't I don't want to call it blame, but Harden has to be aware, Jay, on making sure that Embiid touches the ball. He's got to be aware of that. He's got the Doc in him has to be aware. I can't have Doc in a post-game press conference saying that I got to look at the film when you're standing right there. You know, based on the chart, who's touched the ball, who's taking the shots. You have people sit, assistant coaches, that's telling you, hey, man, we got to get big involved. We got to get so-and-so involved. And, and, and so going back and look at the film, that's not going to help you. The game over now. Embiid said the following on what went wrong after the game. Jay, you tell me if any of this is Harden's fault. Listen. We had a lot of wide-open shots. Uh, we didn't make them. 
Um, we stopped moving the ball, and uh, I think I don't think I touched the ball the last four minutes of the game. Um, you know, I, like I said, missed a lot of good good looks. Um, I didn't touch the ball at all. So. Look, I, I, we're going to focus on Joel Embiid's offense. I get it. First off, their defense could have been better down the stretch. Um, there is blame on Joel Embiid for not demanding the ball and reminding guys. There is blame on James Harden for not being this cerebral person on the floor to understand time and situation that my best player, the MVP of this league, has not gotten a touch. And there is also a lot of blame on the head coach. Now, look, as a point guard myself – Right, as a lead guard, you've always been taught to me, little kid, hey, the guard is the extension of the head coach on the floor. Right? So if James Harden is the quarterback, it is his job to understand time, situation, and possessions. But at the end of the day, sometimes as players, you get lost in the sauce of the game. The game creates a pace, you're just not thinking, you're playing. It is the job of the head coach who is not lost in the sauce, who is not participating in the game, to be that quarterback on the sideline and say, Hey, it's been a minute and a half, and my best player has got to have the big picture in mind. He has perspective no one else has. That is on Doc. That is on Doc. You took his PhD away earlier. You started calling him Glenn. That's why he's there, Key, to to see the game and not let the team get lost in the sauce. Absolutely. And you're standing there. You you know if your best player is taking any shots. You know that. You you just do. I, I get it. It maybe you're looking at something else from time to time, but you know if your best player hadn't touched the football, if your best player doesn't have any hits or stolen bases or advancing runners in baseball, you know if your best player in basketball isn't taking the shots. You just do. It's not that difficult to see. But here, here's the thing that kind of it, – it, it's a bigger question around this franchise, and I, I said it before earlier this year – you know, if the Celtics lose, like there's a there's a lot of questions looming in this offseason. And one question I would ask myself if I were Joel Embiid is, all right, like if Doc Rivers is no longer a coach, like what coach is going to help me learn how to prioritize myself? Because Joel Embiid needs to do that. I'm not saying that Doc hasn't done that. But at, at some point, like Doc needs to design plays with the personnel on the floor to put Joel Embiid in the best position down the stretch to not lose sight of him. Doc Rivers, 76ers head coach at the post-game presser. I don't think we trusted very well. Um, you know, it's a make-miss league, and they were um, 15 for 35 from the three, and we were 8 for 34. I would say we had a lot of wide-open threes. Uh, we didn't make them. Uh, I didn't like how we played overall offensively, though. Down the stretch, you know, got to play through your big fella more. Didn't think the ball went there. Um, so I have to watch the film. But I just didn't think we had a game of great trust tonight. Um, you know, I thought our guys all wanted to win. Uh, they played that way. And sometimes I think that gets in your way. And I thought that happened tonight. Yeah, you know the ball didn't go there, Jay. Time out, right? Exactly. Time Keith. out. Look, I want the ball in his hands. I want the ball in Joel's hands. Period. There's nothing to talk about. Figure Time it out. out. Yeah. Time out. He recognized that. Joel Embiid didn't get enough touches. Time out. Time out. Come here, man. Get that dude the ball. It's simple. See, see, with Denver, the reason why the ball, they would never be in that position is because the offenses ran through Jokic. 
but he can initiate the offense because he can bring the ball up if he wants Dude, to. Joel and B can initiate. Yeah, but the not like too. Jokic. Not like Jokic. Not like Jokic. I hear what you're saying, but it's a little I, like I, I'm going to lay Jokic's, out. You guys go ahead. Jokic's value, Jay. You don't think it's wrapped up partly in the fact that. He runs the offense. It's not just that you run the offense. He doesn't through. run the offense all the time. Jamal Murray runs but offense, too. But he does sometimes. But he does, like, Embiid really doesn't. That's coaching, Max. That's strategy. You think? You think? You're, you're, yeah, yes, I, I do think. That's what I was saying to you. I do think that the offense can run through Joel Embiid a lot more. I, I, I don't think they utilize him properly. You know what? Yates, you watch every single Philadelphia 76ers game. Do you think the offense runs through Joel Embiid? And then after you answer that, do you think Joel Embiid possesses the skill set actually for the offense to be ran through Joel Embiid? They don't run it through Embiid, and he can run the offense like Jokic does. It's not going to look as beautiful or as fluid, but like there's moments when Embiid should be able to get the rock and not have to see a wall of defenders and secondary defenders. That scheme, that's like running empty pick and rolls on on one side of the floor with no one in the strong side is problematic and easily defendable. So yeah, you could use him as a point center. Change him up, like yeah. whether whether he's getting the ball and you start the offense at the elbow, top of the key, something like the the Nuggets find different ways to start offense whenever Jokic has the ball, whether it's wing, top of the exactly. key, or the block. And you can you can make that happen and put Harden on on, on you know off ball. Pick and roll, something, anything other than what the steady digested thing that they've been doing for the entire series has to change. And, Max, when, when, when normal people think initiate offense, they think bringing the ball up the court. That's not initiating the offense. Okay, you, could throw, you could throw it into the post and no, he can you, find you, open you shooters. Can you can have the ball you can have the ball at the top legs. running different multiple sets, flare screens, different reads for him to make. Sure. It could put him in situations where he can do a drag screen on the weak side while he's posting somebody up from the top of the key. Like You can initiate offense in different ways. I'm, I'm not arguing that. I'm saying Embiid could do that it's a strength of Jokic's to be a he's a he is he elevates teammates with playmaking in a special kind of way and Embiid is capable of doing some of those things but that I wouldn't say that his that he can do it like Jokic I didn't say he can do it like Jokic like nobody's saying that him and Jokic are the same but it doesn't mean that he can't initiate the offense and the offense you you guys do realize we have a clock we destroyed Joe Missoula for some of his decisions. Is it time to give him some credit? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. If we're critical of someone when we feel like it's warranted, shouldn't we also give them credit where it's due? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can, by the way, download the podcast if you want to know what happened in the first two hours of the show. So, so listen, we were all over Joe Missoula, right? Earlier in the series. Does he now deserve credit? Here is Joe Missoula, Celtics head coach, post-game presser after the Celtics force a game seven, and they did it on the road. Tell him I love him. Yeah. It's a pretty powerful statement. So you think you think that impact? I do. Yeah. So you tell him for game seven, forty eight. Multiple times. <laughs> over and over again. And the rest of the team. He was talking about Tatum when he said, Tell him I love him. That's why later on he said, you know, and the rest of the team. And Tatum woke up late in the fourth quarter. He was having an all time bad closeout get you know, get elimination game, facing elimination on the road. He was at one point, what was it, one of fourteen from the field, and then he good. couldn't miss. He late wasn't in the good. game. Was that key? Good. He wasn't good. He he was awful, and then he was great. Here's Tatum after the game with <clears throat> Cassidy Hubbard. I'm one of humbly one of the best basketball players in the world. You know, go through struggles, go through slumps. It's a long game, and you know, thankful I got some great teammates that held it down. Brogdon, JB, Smart, Al. And they all trust me, right? They tell me, keep taking great looks. It's going to fall. Keep impacting the game in other ways. And all that mattered was we won this game, right? Give ourselves another chance, come back home, you know, for game seven. Jay, does Missoula deserve credit? Yeah, I mean, it's the first thing I said off the top. First off, they started Robert Williams alongside Al Horford. Robert Williams plus minus for the year is special, even though he's been limited time. That's always been a question around Joe Missoula, why he has limited time. Obviously, they've had some injuries. But – Look, I, number one, it, it really helps because he was able to play off of P.J. Tucker, which allows him to hawk the paint, which makes life difficult for Joel Embiid. And we were just talking about that during the break. Whenever Joel Embiid would turn and face and see Al Horford, he would also see Robert Williams behind Al Horford looking from the weak side, standing in the paint. And when there's no weak side action or movement, it, it, everything becomes stagnant. So all eyes are on Joel Embiid. It makes it easier for him to be guarded. Also, defensively for Boston, that can apply way more pressure when you have rim protection. Like when you have Al Horford, they're dragging. It's similar to AD with the Lakers. LeBron tries to provide that with his sides. But the more you have people around the rim, like it makes it more difficult, right? So when AD is out on the perimeter, all of a sudden it allows Golden State to get to the rim. It's the same thing with the Boston Celtics. So – you know, when they're applying pressure, when you have Robert Williams who's playing off P.J. Tucker now, you want to go shoot that rock, go ahead – it just allow, it allows you to pressure with him behind you protecting the rim. So I thought it was finally one of the good adjustments of this series, and it makes Boston better defensively, way better defensively. Do you know last year, per 100 possessions, man, Boston per 100 possessions last year, they gave up 100 points this year. I'm sorry, 100 points this year per 100 possessions. Last year, they gave up 88 points per 100 possessions. That's incredible. So, yeah, like, they're a different day, day team day. defensively this year than what they were last po- year. Point, not even point nine 
points per possession. Yeah, well under a point per possession on defense. Big difference. Greco and Queens has something to tell you, Jay. Greco. Good morning. Good morning, my guys. What's up, baby? Hey, man, Jay. Look, follow me back on Instagram, the real underscore A N C I E N T G R E double C O. That's the real underscore ancient Greco. I need that jacket. We got to figure out a way to get me that jacket. <laughs> I need it in my life. Okay. All right, and Key, Key, this is for Key. Key, don't be worried. You know, don't be nervous. Like, you know, we're gonna be playing tonight. And if you want, you could you could um, get me a plane ticket. They fly me out for a ten day. You know what I'm saying? I, we could definitely pull this one up. I lock stuff up. And then Max, um, Daniel Jones. I don't think it's, you know this year is gonna be that good for him because the Jets gonna be you know we're gonna have a better record, better quarterback, and we're gonna control the back page of the Daily News. And the Post. Oh, and oh, Jay, one more thing. I think I uh, PJ uh, Draymond Green off. When I um I hit him with the uh, only fifteen points because he came with the Johnny he swept the leg Cobra Kai, you know uh, Karate Kid type style on me for Game Six. So yeah, he said a I lot. I mean Game there. Five, my bad. He said a lot five. there. I, 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 I had to get it in. I know you yeah. know I had to get it in because no no get it in. I, get I, it know, in. I know the time clock. He said oh, oh. The, he said the jacket was first. He huh? asked Key for a ticket in a ten day. Sure. You know what I mean? He, he claimed that the Jets will control the tabloids. I agree with that. They will. I'm not sure they'll win more games than the Giants, a, but they'll I control the tabloids. I can't get him a ticket. It's not two weeks in advance. That's high. <laughs> Price too high if it's not done yeah, two weeks in advance. <laughs> Jets high, fans man. are flying high right now. Ooh, they're feeling good. <laughs> I could get him on the what they call the thing that my homeboy used. Standby? No, not standby. Skip lag. What's that? Man, Jay, what? don't ask me. It's something Yo, key, about key, key pretends to be like not savvy technologically, but when it comes to flying, he's got all kinds of apps no, skip, and different. Skip lag is uh, it's a lag. I guess it's an app uh-huh. that no, you can app, yeah. you smart can, ways to find cheap flights. Yeah, yeah, you can skip lag it, but you you book a flight going to one place and you get off at that destination. Yeah, because in never, other words, you some, never make it to the make it to the final destination because oh, they're gonna stop in the city. Sometimes oh, it's, so it's like more expensive to fly directly to a city than oh, it is boys. to do a layover and then go to another city. Smart. So oh, when boys. so you buy the ticket to the second smart. city, but you get just get off at the first. Homeboys, oh, though, Jay. Yeah, Anything you want to know about aviation? Homies, I need that in my life. Anything you, know you want to know don't. about aviation, Keyshawn Johnson will tell you. Any <laughs> app you need to know, trick of the trade, what model of trying to save money around here, airline. What's that? Trying to save money around here. Oh, Key knows every trick of aviation. It's unbelievable. Take All right. Notes. What should we expect from the Warriors tonight, KJM? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance and joined now by Turner Sports Analyst and point guard of one of the greatest college teams of all time and former New York Nick, etc. Greg Anthony, ladies and, gen- ladies and gentlemen of Turner Sports. What's going on, Greg? I'm doing great, guys. Oh, wait a minute. You just muted us. Can <laughs> you hear me? Now we got you. Now we got, got you. you. Man, just let that LL rock for a little while, man. That's hot. Rock the bells. Remember when this dropped? Yeah. What do you think of that performance late in the game by the Sixers, Greg? Uh, it was poor. It's poor. Um, not having the awareness to get your best player going. Uh, and, and sometimes the game can get away from you. And and Jay can attest to that. It, even in football, it happens. Like, everybody's kind of discombobulated. And that's when, as a coach, maybe we need a timeout to hit the reset button. And I think that's it, – it's unfortunate. But, listen, anytime your best player, the MVP of the league, doesn't touch the ball the last four minutes in a game where you got a chance to close out the Boston Celtics, there are going to be a lot of questions that have to be asked. And then you got to figure out whether or not your group can respond because that is a, it's got to be a disappointing way to lose a game. That was a game they were in control of. Uh, They were doing a great job defensively uh, and still did. Listen, it's not like Philly went out and I should say Boston went out and scored 120 points. They had 95 points in that game. So defensively, Philly did enough to win the game, but their end-of-game execution, the last four minutes, that that's just unacceptable. Gee, how does that happen, though? You, you've you had the ball in your hands where you've had to facilitate yeah. an offense and get people involved. How does it happen when you know that's the best player Ooh. we got on the floor? Yeah, listen, it, it unfortunately, it happens more often than you might think. There's no doubt about it. It shouldn't happen, and it shouldn't happen when you've got a guy in Joel Embiid who is such a force. Uh, but I just think the game starts to unravel. I think what happens a lot of times is pressure starts to make you do things and, and speed you up and, and not see the game for what it is. And I think that's part of the issue for Philly. They, they just they got real stagnant. They look like they've looked in big moments – since Joel's been there, let's face it. Like they've had a lot of games where they've imploded down the stretch and they just look in disarray, you know, not having a feel or an understanding of where the ball should be and when. And listen, you got one of the greatest players of all time and James Harden at the helm as a point guard. He's got to make better decisions as well. I mean, that I'm not looking at field goal percentages and who's hot and who's not. In those situations, it's about time and score. It's about understanding the moment, what's at stake. You have an opportunity to have a closeout game on your home court, and then you just basically melt down the stretch. That's one that can be really difficult to get over. 
uh, mentally. But it's over if you're Philly, and now you got to regroup and figure out a way to go to Boston and win a game. You know, in, in football, right, Greg, as you know, I'm a receiver. I got to touch the football. I'm only as good as as many catches as I get. I can't help you being a cardboard cutout. It's the responsibility of my offensive coordinator, along with my quarterback, to know, hey, man, I, I don't have any touches. We're struggling in the passing game. I'm not touching the ball. Shouldn't Doc Rivers standing on the side know with four minutes to go our best player is not getting it done? Timeout. Call Harden over there and, and Joel and say, hey, Two-on-two yeah. two game right now with y'all two. Let's just figure that out. Yeah, and Key, that's a great point. And it's not just, and you know this, I'll give you another football analogy. It isn't always the head coach, right? Sometimes your assistants can come and say, because that, that happens in basketball. As a head coach, man, you are so engulfed in that moment. Sometimes the assistants, they all have specific jobs. They got to come over and say, Doc, Joel ain't touched the ball in the last minute. He hadn't touched it in the last two minutes. We got to get something because it's not a matter of whether he shoots it. It's more a matter of his presence by having it in his hands forces Boston's, Boston's hand defensively. It puts them in where they got to be ready to rotate or double. And they didn't do that. And, and so that that was it's one of those games that they'll remember this for the rest of their careers. And so it, it's unfortunate. Uh, but that that was really just poor execution across the board down the line. Greg Anthony, Turner Sports Analyst, former NBA player, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and, of course, Max. So now the game switches back to Boston for Game 7. Who takes Game 7? No idea, Key. I think it's wide open. You know, I don't know many people thought Philly was going to go win Game 5, and a lot of people were doubting as to whether or not Boston could win Game 6, especially when your best player starts off 1 for 15. And I do want to say one thing. We need to give Jason Tatum some flowers. And I say this because he was woeful in terms of shooting, but he was making winning plays, and he stayed in the moment. And, you know, I I will remind people, people were killing him, and they talk about these great players. Go look at some of the worst shooting performances ever. I I remember doing a game with Allen Iverson. They were in Philly. They were playing the Pistons. And this is the year I think they made it to the finals. He was 4-25 at one point in that game, and yet he hit the game winner. And the average player would have never missed 21 shots. They would have found a way to hide from the ball. But Jason Tatum kept battling, kept fighting. Block shots, steals. He was rebounding, assists. You know, he continued to focus on time and score and stay in the moment and not feel sorry for himself. And when his team needed him most, he was able to come through. That's championship stuff, man. That That's what it takes because the postseason is hard. Right? I remember Kobe game seven against the Celtics when they finally beat him. I think he was six of 24 in that game, but he had 18 rebounds. Like, And that's what great players can do. They're not, you're not going to shoot well all the time. Those other teams you're playing against, they get checks on the first and 15th too. They're out there battling. They're worthy of winning that series as well. So I think it's a pick em game. I think there's going to be some momentum, obviously, that carries over for Boston. But this is, to me, where Doc, as a coach and his staff, their money will be earned over the next 24 hours. Not when the game starts, uh, but how do you get the mindset of your team ready to go to battle in a seventh game? That's what's going to be most telling about how they approach that seventh game. Greg Anthony here with us, KJM. Greg, see, to me, when I hear you say those things, to me – 
what it sounds like is, and I, I could use a boxing analogy, right? When Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. was in his prime, he was the goodest heavyweight who ever lived. But then when he was a little past it after exile and then he's fighting Frazier and Foreman and all these guys, you found out he was also the greatest heavyweight who ever lived, right? When you talk about James Harden being you know, an all-time great, to me, James Harden, we already know how good he is, right? He's, he's one of the goodest players of all time. But to me, what you're asking to be is one of the greatest players, too. Yeah. It, it, what you're really talking about in a big sense to me is greatness. Do you think yes. – I would hate to think Harden ends his career, not that it's about to end, but not having shown that. Do you think it's in him to show that in a game seven on the road? Well, I think it is. I, I don't think there's any question. And I think it is in part because of who he's going to be on the floor with in, in a guy like Joel Embiid. And, 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 and I will remind you, like, to be the one of the greats ever, you have to have the opportunities, mm-hmm. right? It, it's, you can't it, – being one of the greats ever is always going to revolve around what you do in the postseason. Nobody talks about Dirk Nowitzki and all the postseason failures he had anymore, do they? Because he got the You know one. why? Because yeah. he went and got that championship. And so this is that opportunity for James Harden. He's going to have an opportunity, as will Joel Embiid, to, to erase that narrative. And, and you only get the opportunity when you're in these situations. And a lot of great players fail in these situations. They don't come up. And sometimes it's because of their performance, and other times it's because of what the other team does. And so all you can ask for is the opportunity. I think Philly will be a very confident team because they still have a lot to take away from that that game. Like, defensively, they were really good. They did a lot of good things in that game. They just were really, really horrible from an offensive standpoint. And it's not that they didn't shoot it well. It's that they didn't create a lot of great opportunities for the right guys. P.J. Tucker shouldn't be taking a lot of shots in the fourth quarter in the game you're trying to come back in. It shouldn't be in his hands in those situations. And so that's where, from an execution standpoint, if you're Philly, you got to make sure the ball's in the hands of the guys that decide our fate. And it it shouldn't be in other guys' hands. And that's what we'll see how that plays out tomorrow night. And Tobias Harris, 42 minutes. You got to have more than two points, man. Got to have more than two points. Greg Anthony, ladies and gentlemen, Turner Sports Analyst, former NBA player, of course, and point guard on one of my maybe my favorite college basketball team I ever watched, man. I ran around with the hat and everything in New York. That's how it was. And that reminds me, Greg, how much money will you have made at UNLV in this day and age? Oh, man. More than he made then, that's for sure. But, but. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, present day costs of dollars. I was doing all right. I have a t-shirt company. I have a, I have a real estate license. Remember, I, I was a walk-on my senior year. Yeah. I, I paid my own way to college because I was working. So, uh, you know, I, I would have liked to think that I would have done well. Those oh, running yeah. rebels, man. We were rocking those hats in New York. Everybody. I'm talking about you saw them everywhere. Greg Anthony, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. All right, guys. Take it easy. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we're presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. So the Suns get eliminated. What's next for them? DeAndre Ayton did not play. Monty Williams, Suns head coach at the postgame presser on being eliminated in blowouts two years in a row. Can't gauge that. I'm not quite sure if I can compare. Uh, they both are, are, they bring bad feelings about uh, the game and, and what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, neither, neither day feels good. So what's next for the Suns? Jay, you know, going into these playoffs, I said, look, best player in the game when he's healthy. The reason it's Giannis or Steph or whoever is because KD's not healthy enough. But when he's healthy, to me, man, it's not close. It's KD, right? And he had won something like 27 of his last 30 games he played in. Combined, like when you combine Brooklyn and Phoenix, with, among turmoil, amongst turmoil and in the middle, you know, joining a new team and off injury and everything. It didn't matter. He just won, wins almost every game. But Jay, as incredible as KD is, what you notice about Steph or Jokic is they seem to make the players around them better. And, Jay, he was looking for Booker. You know, KD tries to make the right basketball play, but seemed, at least in this series, unable to elevate his team. I, I, I don't know how to respond to that because I, <laughs> I feel like he averaged 30, mm-hmm. 29.5, eight, I mean, 10 rebounds. I mean, he shot from the three-point line. I mean, he didn't shoot great. I mean, I, I guess when you shoot 22%. You know, but 45% from the field, I don't know, man. Like, I hear you on the passing. Like, Kevin Durant is a different type of player than a Steph Curry to me because Steph can get other people involved. Katie, I think, is a willing passer. I agree. Very good passer. But I also I, – I go to all the names around him, though, which – like, who are you trying to make better, Max? Like, so – like, how better can Landry Shamit be? How better can Torrey Craig be? Jock Landell, TJ Warren, Terrence Ross, Campaign – Campaign and TJ Warren have had parts in their yeah, careers where it's like, to, oh, look at that. But enough to even beat it. Denver. Like, I, I think almost no. like, for when people start going at KT, KD today, I take that as, oh, you're sliding Denver. Because I don't think people recognize how good Denver actually is and what kind of punch you will need to beat Denver. Agreed. Agreed. They did not have a – they're not deep. They're top-heavy and they're not top deep, heavy. right? And then next year and the year after, they, they'll start to try to increase the depth. But, Jay – the two games they if won, you, Max, Devin Booker averaged 41 on 80% on shooting. Ridiculous. And KD still averaged 30. But if you don't have the pieces necessary to elevate as a, play, as a guy who's setting other guys up, which KD is capable of doing, then impose yourself on the drop 51 to 40. You know, get that win. I, ha, I didn't see him do that either. And, and, and there's something like, you know, we had Dr. Andre Snellings on this show uh, a couple times in the last, you know, several months where he was talking about the, the metrics that look at how the team performs with KD on the court. He's very much 
he's incredibly great because of what he can do, but it doesn't show up in the real box plus minus whatever in terms of making the whole team better as, say, LeBron does or a guy like Jokic or Steph, right? So if you're not going to have – if that's not the, just the kind of player you are, but you're an incredible scorer, so have at least one game where that scoring wins the game, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> of course I, I he's going to score. He's I think incredible. Gets, but yeah, but I think it gets glossed over because D-Book was so prolific. I mean, he had 39 in game four. It's true. He but had 39. He had 36 in game three. You know, he and Book both had 36 in game three. You know what I mean? It's so, and I remember like, thinking, my, KD's was quiet. Book's yeah, was loud yeah, somehow. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, we're like he should have done. I'm like, he had 39 and 36. And last night, I hear you, 29 doesn't get it done. But it's like, damn. Like, I, well, since KD doesn't go for 50 or Devin Book doesn't go for 50, like, oh, this season is a bu-. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, that's, Key, you that's don't a think, little crazy. You don't think getting blown out on your home floor – when you're not as good or deep as the other team, but you are top heavy, you at least you only you want to see one performance. Like, damn man, there's nothing you could do with KD. He's too much. He got them that game. I didn't see a single game like that from him in this series. One can't beat five, man, and two can't beat five. It's hard as hell, as Jay said. And that, with that being said, Jay, do you think and you know Kevin? I don't know Kevin, nor do I claim to know Kevin. I don't know his personality, nor do I claim to know his personality. I know people think that they do. They <laughs> say things about him all the time, and they have no idea they never met the man. I have never met the man, other than one time. Do you think he regrets though leaving Golden State, so to speak? Um, when you look back at it, look. I mean, what they could have built. At Golden State could have been the best thing the game of basketball has ever seen. It would have been better than what Jordan and those guys built in Chicago. Like cause cause Steph, Clay, and Katie together, nobody's stopping that ever. I I think maybe I can't I can't speak for Kevin Durant. Obviously, he's already course corrected me on that, and I made one mistake one time, so not going to do that. No, again. I'm not asking you. No, to no, speak. no. It's cool. I'm always going to keep it real, keep it a buck. And Katie and I have talked about it. Um, but it, it's one of those things though, like me personally looking back, I, I think it's about allowing other people and what other people say to influence how you see yourself and Got what it. you need to do for yourself. You know Got what it. I mean, Key? A hundred percent. So like, I, I think it was when he went there, it was the weakest move ever. Right. And so, but I can't you, let nobody influence. So what? I'm here now. Yeah. And then it turned into like, well, whose team is it? It was like, you know what I mean? Steph Even though it didn't team. matter because they were winning a high clip. And then it turned into like, do I need to have my own team? Because that's where, you know, like people like Max, like, oh, I'll get the respect when I do it on my own. But if realistically, I, I keep, nobody ever does it on their own. No, no, get, not when he does it on I his own. Two hand, no, no. When, when I you get build two hands yourself, full of rings, Love Max, that, yes. uh, Jay, yeah. when I got two hands full of rings, you ain't got to do nothing. But you, the only thing, you're going to be forced to respect me. Yeah. Regardless. I just see it very differently. I, I think that... He did great with Golden State. Just because you're set up doesn't mean you got to knock it down like KD did. He absolutely did that. But there is a difference between being in a no-lose situation and performing well. When you got numbers behind you, you can't lose on that Golden State yeah, team. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, though. I'm trying to get the numbers behind field. me so I can't lose. We're going to keep talking about this when we come back to the top of the show. Cause I think Damn, Max, I'm trying, to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to work with the best. Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.